1: And welcome to America's Heroes group with our partner, the Jesse Brown VA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Hispanic Heritage Month. Today is Saturday, September 9th, 2023. Happy birthday, Mom. And our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Cleberman, the co-host. Our exec producer is Glenda Smith, our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And, of course, we have today our wonderful panelists, as always, we have Michelle Langoy. She is a licensed clinical social worker, prevention program coordinator at the Jesse Brown VA, and we're going to talk about suicide prevention—a very serious topic—and what is happening at the Jesse Brown VA around this topic. How are you doing today? We don't have audio for you. Hold, hold on one second, Michelle. Our audio just not—it's not going right now. Can y'all uh, try to? Can you uh, speak? Can you uh, speak now? See if we got audio. Michelle. Yes. Yeah. There you are. We got you. So did I say your last name right? Is it Langoy or Languoy? Languoy is the proper
0: pronunciation,
1: but Langoy is fine as well. <laughs> <laughs> so so you do a lot of work with suicide prevention. So you have over 20 years experience with crisis intervention, mental health, which includes 15 years of experience serving Americans as veterans. Um, you've done a lot of work at the Jesse Brown VA with suicide prevention. Um, before we get into the the... The, the critical, the meat of the conversation. I had. A, I was curious about how, first of all, you got involved and what brought you into suicide prevention. Such a, such a very, very difficult job to tackle. Um,
0: how I got involved. Um, to be quite honest, I took a crisis intervention class in graduate school. And... Um, I realized that is what I wanted to do for a living. That was uh, kind of my calling. That was where my interest was. Um, I worked in um, a level one trauma center here in Chicago, in the emergency department for many years. Um, and then the uh, VA was looking for individuals to um, social workers to be in their emergency department. Um, I got that position and uh, suicide prevention in kind of the logical um route uh forward in the va since that's such a number one priority for the va with our veterans um i thought a lot of veterans really struggling in the emergency department and then um kind of really fell in love with really working with these really critical veterans that are in need um and excited that i could do something to make a change for um this population so i've been doing that for um about 20 or sorry about 11 years for suicide prevention and um We've been growing every year um, with our department, with um, our initiatives, and really um, making sure that suicide prevention is everybody's business, and not just in mental health, or with my program, with all of medical. Um, We go out in the community now. Um, We have social workers on my team that are actually developing partnerships and coalitions with uh, all these other agencies and um, entities within um, the city of Chicago. We also cover Northwest Indiana, so also Northwest Indiana, um, just to... Uh, provide support so we can reach those veterans who maybe not uh, don't come into the VA. So um, it's uh, exciting that we can do all these wonderful things to really help reduce veteran suicide.
1: So I know it's very difficult uh, for an average person to kind of de- detect if someone is really going through a crisis where they're actually thinking about uh, committing suicide. Sometimes there are signs, though, subtle signs, or other things that people can detect. What are some of the things that people can look out for if they're um, – if there's around someone that possibly might be having suicide ideation?
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. And because I think that in our culture, we don't talk about it a lot. A lot of people really don't know what to look for. Um, And so certain things to look for, because not a lot of people are going to always come out and uh, tell you they're having suicidal thoughts. I know a lot of veterans I speak to are very concerned about telling people because they think that they'll be judged. And so a lot of folks are struggling with these thoughts. So you have to look at other things. So uh, some things to look for is people who um, would be talking about feeling hopeless. They don't see a future for themselves. Nothing's ever going to get better. This is kind of a final situation. They can't see other alternatives. And so it's this kind of finite way of, of talking, um, especially about their future. Um, they might also be talking about feeling like a burden. I'm a burden to my family and friends. I have to deal with these things. Um, and so. Uh, These are these are statements and ways people can talk that are somewhat socially acceptable. So when people start getting in that kind of suicidal way of thinking, a lot of times it comes out of these hopeless and burdensome statements. Um, You might see people giving away their belongings or getting their affairs in order, uh, things that um, looking for ways to die, um, like getting their weapons, um, trying to get a weapon from someone that is actually not unusual. We Mm -hmm. see that they're trying to uh, ask for weapons from their family and friends. Um, they might uh, do certain things that are really risky. So they might do things that are very, very dangerous that can lead to death. Maybe, they're, uh, maybe they use or they drink, but that's becoming really excessive. Um, they might be um, playing with their firearms. We have a lot of veterans who will play with their firearms, um, do Russian roulette and very dangerous things with their firearms. Um, we might have people who um, try to provoke police officers or get in more fights. Uh, maybe stop really important medication that they should be on, uh, maybe life-saving medication. We do see quite a few veterans will stop dialysis um, or they might um, mismanage medication that they're supposed to have um, that uh, could also create uh, a pretty lethal situation. And so so look for behaviors that people are doing really dangerous things. And another thing that they might be doing is pushing people away. And so that isolation and then withdrawal from like their normal support systems, um, that can be a, definitely an indicator that somebody is having these pre strong thoughts of suicide and they may want to act on those by pushing folks away. Um, they also might have really a, a kind of a elevated emotional um, presentation, so maybe there's super depressed, but maybe they're super angry, or they're maybe they're an anxious person, but their anxiety is really, really high for them. So it's not where they're normally at, and it's a really kind of heightened way their emotions are right now. Um, that might indicate that somebody's really struggling. So those are certain things to look at that might be more... Um, you know, uh, not specific to reporting thoughts of suicide, but some people will tell you they're thinking about death more. They're thinking about um, maybe what the afterlife would be more, so they're talking more about death or -hmm. or dying or suicide. Um, They might tell a lot of jokes about it, and so pay attention even if it seems to be unjust, um, especially if you know someone's going through something. So a lot of people who die of suicide, they do uh, say certain things like that, that a lot of times people kind of brush off or don't necessarily realize is serious. So, you know, if you definitely hear somebody reporting, um, being direct about having thoughts of suicide or death, um, doing really, really risky behaviors, driving really erratically, that could be really dangerous. um, These are folks that probably should be um, seen right away.
1: And the things that is interesting because these types of behaviors might actually push people away, like friends and family members who are, may not want to be around someone who's doing these types of things, especially if they're driving erratically with you in the car or they're talking about, you know, joking about death or you know, buying weapons and things like that, which I would imagine could actually make make the situation worse for the person who's experiencing these types of thoughts because then it makes them more isolated. Is that, is that yeah. Did you see that?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I think you kind of cut off, but yeah, it, that definitely that could push people away. Especially, you, you know, you you're using more, um, you're having this more erratic behavior, more dangerous behavior. Some people might kind of cut you off, and then and, and kind of leave you in more of that isolative um, place, which actually is increases your risk of suicide. The more mm-hmm. connection you have, the more um, that can actually protect you if you're struggling with thoughts of suicide. So. But you're absolutely correct. Some of these behaviors might um, push people away and
1: that makes that person just that much more vulnerable. So least a note to the veteran community out there and family members who love someone and care about someone, that person might be going through a tough time. Don't just cut them off, maybe take the time to investigate and ask the questions about it. Now on that topic, um, is it okay to ask someone if they're thinking about suicide or is that like planning the idea in their head? Yeah. So.
0: That's actually a myth. Um, I do a lot of trainings and a lot of people believe like if I say something that might give them the idea to, you know, to maybe, you know, uh, do something to hurt themselves. And, And the research doesn't support that. Really what's going on is, as I mentioned before, a lot of times people are struggling and they're not telling anybody. And so um, if we allow, uh, if we encourage people to ask the question, and that's what we want people to do, then that will allow that person to finally uh, open up, get that support they need, not maybe feel so isolated anymore, have that connection with another person, and finally get that person some care. Um, so that is kind of misunderstood, and people are very nervous about asking that question and planting the idea, but that's not really what's happening. What you're doing is now allowing that person to really get the help that they need for whatever their crisis is that's leading to that suicidal thought. Wow.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes we, we have feelings about it, strong emotions about it, but we don't have the knowledge or the information, the facts about what really works what doesn't work. Um, so just leaning on your emotions, you know, if you want to get away from the person because maybe they're bugging you or they're you're worried about that there might hurt you some kind of way. But really, out reality is, it's taking extra time and step to just get to know and ask that person a real serious question. Are you thinking about suicide? Is that, some, that's, is that the reason why you're acting so erratic? Is that the reason why you're drinking more or taking more drugs or, you know, driving crazy or doing things that aren't, you know, that aren't safe for yourself or for people around you? Now, if you're worried about someone, how can you help them? What what are some of the things you can do to try to mitigate this problem
0: well asking the questions is definitely the first start and you actually ask the question properly are you having thoughts of suicide um we want people to ask it very directly like that Um, a lot of times it's kind of an anxious conversation for the person asking and so a lot of times people might ask it you're not having thoughts of suicide are you and that kind of has a judgy feeling Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a leading question telling the individual that you want an answer to be no so asking the question properly um just directly Uh, is going to go a long way. What I tell people is to always kind of recognize why you're asking the question, like, what did you see? Like, what are you noticing? Uh, Those red flags that I just kind of mentioned um, and why you think maybe this person might be struggling Um, because then it kind of allows that to kind of go into that question easier. But if that person is definitely having thoughts of suicide, um, there is a lot that can be done. A lot of times people think that suicide is not for... uh, is you can't do anything about it um it's not uh, uh preventable it's very preventable there's lots that you can do about it and so um getting so what we do when we look at suicide we look at reducing the risk factors and so if somebody's struggling with thoughts of suicide because they lost their job maybe they're struggling with some depression because that and they're drinking more we can target that with Let's get them some um, maybe employment services, especially at the VA. The VA has a lot of these resources. Um, let's help with maybe getting you some treatment for your depression, possibly for your um, your alcohol, uh, maybe reduce that or you know eliminate that entirely. So we try to target the things that are making an individual more at risk. So treatment is really really effective. Um, there's lots of different kinds of treatment, not just. Uh, not just uh, medications or even therapy, but we have group therapy, we have art therapy, um, we have uh, lots of different kinds of things people can try. If they, you know, I'm not taking meds is something I hear a lot. Well, hey, you don't have to. There's all these other avenues that we can go and 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 try to address some of the things that you're that's kind of creating this crisis and leading to these thoughts of suicide. So, getting somebody into care is really really important. Um, or getting the resources to uh, address whatever that risk factor is. Um, And so if somebody is imminently suicidal, you definitely want to get that person um, into the uh, emergency room for an assessment right away. Um, And uh, so they might possibly need an inpatient admission. Possibly maybe that will kind of uh, jumpstart getting them the outpatient care that they need, even if they don't have to go in the hospital but if you definitely think there's imminent risk for anybody who's uh, having thoughts of suicide you think they're going to do something you really do want to contact 911 or bring that person in directly to your local emergency room or to your VA and if you don't already know this uh, Jesse Brown in Chicago has a crisis uh, a mobile crisis team now with a veteran social worker and a veteran uh, police officer who so we can kind of avoid EMS entirely because we know that can be um, a bit triggering for a lot of our folks And they can go out to that home and talk and assess that veteran and help that veteran where they're at to avoid EMS and try to get them engaged in care. So there's lots that we can do to try to get people engaged in care and address those risk factors.
1: And it amazes me when I was doing research for this for this segment, um, it brought memories back of a friend of mine who I remember the last thing he did for me when he was going hunting. He bought me some he brought he killed a deer and brought some deer meat and I'd never had deer meat before. And um, right after he, he gave me this ground deer meat, um, shortly thereafter he uh, took his own life. And I kept thinking about to this day. This is maybe this is probably close to twenty years ago, um, but I kept I keep thinking about today, his little girl and um, and his uh, and his uh, his 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 wife his ex, his wife now widow, um, and what her life would have been li- is like I, after that. Kind of lost contact with the family, and this young girl who was a child at the time is now an adult. And I wonder how that plays in her mind, um, knowing that her father at, a, at an age where she's old enough to understand what happened, but maybe not, then not have the, the tools to process the reasons and the aftermath of it. Um, and with that, when it's, before we run out of time, we have about three minutes left, I wanna make sure people know that if you're having thoughts of suicide, there is a toll-free number hotline, which was launched in July of 2020, it's 988 so if you're having suicidal thoughts you can call the suicide hotline which is 988 you can t- you can call them directly press 1 um, after you dial 988 or you can even text uh, the hotline at 838-255 that's 838-255 we, and also we can also chat they have a chat available at the, Vice, the veteran's crisis hotline that is the Veterans net. that's the veteranscrisisline.net um So the last thing I wanted to get into before we have a little bit of time left um, quickly in the last two minutes, Um, lethal means safety. That is a real thing that could help and could have possibly prevented um, the death of my friend. Um, What is lethal means safety and when it relates to suicide?
0: Yes, um, that is really one thing that everybody can easily do to help reduce suicide for anybody in your home. uh, 71% of our veterans use a firearm for suicide comparative to about 50% of the general population. Um, And so what we try to do is we try to encourage our veterans to come up with a plan to lock their weapon up temporarily while they're feeling in this crisis. And most veterans are actually pretty cooperative with that. So the, the safest thing you can do is store your weapon outside of your home. So shooting ranges sometimes will store your weapon, or storing at another family's home, or friend's house, or another buddy that you serve with that has a, has a lock, so you can't get easy access. Um, if you do have a locking mechanism in your ha- in your home, have the key be with your partner or somebody else who lives there, or have that partner change the combination. So if there's an intruder, you can, their partner can grab this weapon, but if, if if you're not feeling safe and you're thinking about grab, grabbing the weapon, you can't have easy access to the weapon. Uh, most people change their mind uh, with suicide attempts, um, but with a firearm, you don't have that opportunity. And so anytime in space, uh, even if a veteran lives alone and has it just locked up uh, with their, their ammunition, supports, and their firearm, by the time they get the lock and the key and grab all these pieces, um, that hopefully might give us enough time for people to change their mind. Um, and so we really want that time and space um, and that, that uh, something that lethal away when somebody's feeling in crisis at that time. And so lethal means safety is definitely something that we um, we, we try to uh, educate people on. And the VA has free gun locks. So anybody who has firearms who want uh, a gun lock for your firearm, we'll give you as many gun locks as you have as firearms. Not a problem. Uh, they're free. No questions asked. Um, you can usually get them from any of your providers at the VA. Uh, we just ordered a 1,000 more locks for this month because it's Suicide Prevention Month. So um, definitely come up and uh, grab some of your firearm locks if you need to to secure that weapon in the home, especially with anybody at all in the household that's in crisis. That really can be uh, um, the difference between life and death by just having that secured.
1: And on that note, i got to um, end this conversation. I appreciate you coming on our show and also giving us this great information. Make sure, Veterans, that you go to the, to the VA and get your locks or safety locks for your weapons and also keep your weapons make it hard to get to the longer it's longer it takes you to get to your weapon the more likely you are to survive if you're having suicidal thoughts this is america's heroes group we'll be right back